0: two of the Awesome Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ernie, and unfortunately Brock Lesnar stole my knock knock joke. That was a good segue you gotta admit it. Um especially after what I'm about to uh, talk about today. Um Monday Night Raw caught it he caught the opening act between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. It was somewhat hilarious I guess. I have not watched a single episode of Monday Night Raw live just sit there and wait for commercials now i can't do that unfortunately um i used to but now it's just like no i gotta like fast forward it i can't sit through commercials so i usually leave my my dvr just let it record and like i figure go through a list and watch everything else but raw and then I'm like thinking to myself, maybe I'll watch it the next week before the other show comes on. Before raw, no, the the next week comes up, still there, still, yeah, last episode watched. No, nope, not gonna watch it. Next episode, not not gonna watch it either. So I delete them both. What I do end up watching is NXT. Obviously, well, I used to. Um right up until October. I used to watch NXT all the time. Every Tuesday, just sit there and watch it all the time. Now, it's just like, uh... This is horrible. This storyline. I've seen it before. Why? Why is it happening again? So, the reason I don't watch Raw anymore, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't catch my attention anymore. It's just... It's bland. Every... I You feel like it. You like it. I don't... I stop caring. I don't really care anymore. I don't really watch it anymore. But since this is an all things wrestling podcast, I figure, hey, let me go back to watching these uh, shows and see what's going on. What have I missed all this time? And, boy, was I in a... What? What's going on? What's, what's happening? So if you missed it, Monday Night Raw, here's the gist of it. Probably an hour gist of it uh let's let's move along let's go through it um the show opens up with brock lesnar coming out to the ring with the camera showing bobby lashley in the back watching the monitor of brock lesnar entering the ring so it's like he's back there but he's about to come out please watching him come out to the ring uh okay sure that was weird to me um with brock lesnar is Special Counsel of Roman Reigns Well, formerly Special Counsel of Roman Reigns Who is now The Advocate Of the reigning Defending Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman is Standing next to him As always And watching The Titan Tron As they're watching Bobby Lashley Watching Brock Lesnar What? So So during the whole Bobby week watching Brock Lesnar, Sheldon Benjamin and Alexander show up and they're all like, Hey, what's going on, brother? You know, we're here for business. What's up? Or are we going to get this show on the road? Let's get through it. And Bobby tells him, It's like, I already told you, we're not a team anymore. This is done. We're done. We're no longer the hurt business. I disbanded. Well, okay. I. I think you guys suspended, like, a long time ago. Probably last year? I might have missed them coming back together again. I don't know. Um, If so, then how does this team come along again? Come about? So, my favorite part about Brock Lesnar now is that he has a smile on his face. He's smiling. He's talking on the microphone. He's doing some very comedic skits. Basically, it's hilarious. It's just so cringy, but hilarious. Just watching him do all kinds of new. He's humbling his face. He's humbled face Brock. He's on the microphone and he's all like telling people last week, acknowledge me. Just like Roman Reigns does. It's, it's funny, basically. Well, mostly it's hilarious dad jokes stuff. But he's trying to tell the WWE universe that. He's the new WWE Champion and, you know, acknowledge him and stuff. Here comes Bobby Lashley to break up the party. Walks out, gets in the ring, grabs a mic, and he just respectfully, 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 okay, tells Brock it's an honor to share the ring and with all the respect, it's a not even a privilege, but it's just an honor to just be side by side with the beast incarnate the almighty versus the beast incarnate in the same ring respectfully and then bobby hits him with the with all due respect brock you have been ducking me for 20 plus years sir with all due respect with all due respect it's just being used a lot um, brock just looks at him like with all due respect bobby actually i don't know who the hell you are it's- Freaking hilarious! Like, who are you, dude? Why are you walking out of here telling me that I've been tucking you when you haven't even like come up? So Brock tells him, "Like, where were you when I need a competition? Where were you when I was uh, holding these belts? Where were you when I was holding it down? You weren't coming up in the ladder, no." So Brock tells him, "Like, hey, you got you two are dressed up all fancy and stuff. I like Do what your the suits you're wearing, you know." Trying to make both of them laugh, and Bobby's all like, He's a comedian, this guy. Yeah, I can't wait for you to go on the road and for you to be um, stand up comedy while I'm holding you that belt in front row. Yeah, all that stuff. So Brock is all like, Here, I have a joke for you. And he's all like, Hey, Paul, knock, knock. And Paul Heyman's all like aghast, like, What is this guy doing? He's all like, I saw this thing at all. Brock Lesnar doing a knock knock joke in Philadelphia. Wow. So Brock does the joke knock knock. Who's there? Bobby. Bobby who? Brock's all like exactly. And he starts laughing and all this stuff. Yeah. And the crowd it loves it. They're cheering for it. They are popping for it. It's hilarious. It's cringy. It's a dad joke, but it's hilarious. Which, yeah, I get it. Like, he was holding it down. Brock was just like taking on all comers Goldberg all them freaking people Roman Reigns Seth Rollins and meanwhile where was Lashley probably out on impact doing some stuff don't even know don't even care but Brock tells him like you're just a Brock Lesnar wannabe man like if you ever want to come up just come up and ask me what's up we'll do this and he just left Bobby Lashley, like, the almighty, ooh. He just left him, like, stunned, man. Couldn't even talk after that. Just, whatever, dude. So, Brock is out of the ring, goes to the back. And, no, it's not over from there, apparently. Um, Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric, um, Alexander. Cedric Alexander. It's like the Hurt Business. Well... Formally to her business, like those two tag team on, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley just gets back up, knocks him out, get him, throw him to freaking tables, throw him to the guardrails, throw him on the floor, and everything. They can't even get the job done, man. What, what's going on there? Truthfully, you could have just ended it there. You didn't need to, like, shovel down. Cedric or shot them down our throats and have them try to fight Um, Bobby Lashley to no avail that was just completely uncalled for it it wasn't really necessary we know Bobby could handle it but it wasn't really necessary they were just they they weren't really necessary at all come on show goes to commercial break comes back and they're showing um instagram pics pics of Chad Gable and Otis from the Alpha Academy working out, training, you know, um, trying to avoid the uh, RKO. They're a little hashtag, Team No Necks. Um, see if you can get us into in the RKO when we don't have any necks, when we're training for our necks. And you can see Chad trying to push down on Otis' neck, can't. Otis trying to push down on Chad's neck, can't, because they have no necks. This make it seem like... Their necklace. So last time I saw these two, Chad Gable and August, they had their own tag team. They were partners. With um, Chad Gable was partnered with Jason Jordan, uh, Team Alpha, which was a very awesome tag team, and which reminded me so much of Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin, because they were um, American Alphas, I believe. They they were doing like the wrestling modes, the real legit wrestling modes, and then jason jordan got hit with the kurt angles your father storyline which oh man he's never gonna live it down mm-hmm. jason jordan will never live that down too um because everybody's gonna mention it on their instagrams or anything for that matter any social media um Jason Jordan will forever be known as the guy that was involved in a horrible storyline. Unfortunately he got injured and he decided to retire at a young career age. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Otis who was partnered with Tucker Knight and he got released during last year's pandemic yeah uh, budget cuts remember So you basically had to get rid of the Marginettis in order for the Shawn Michaels to um, join each other up and become the Alpha Academy. Yes, I did call Jason Jordan and Tucker Knight the Marginite's because ever since then, ever since that whole Shawn Michaels super kicking Marginite and throwing him through the barbershop window, every tag team has not been the same again. Look at all the tag teams that have followed since then. You can tell one of them's a marginetti and the other one's gonna be a star and this is why Vince doesn't like tag teams because he believes that one of them will eventually be a star and the other one is just a marginetti. Just got weed out which one it is. Look at me talking like I know what the deal is. Yeah so Alpha Academy versus RK bro last week um they defeated RK bro but that was non tag uh, non tag team title match. Tag team championship is that what they're uh, calling it? So this week's is for the tag team championships. And Randy wrote a special request in on Riddle's hand that if anything were to happen to him, just tag Randy in. And of course. Mr. High on life, Riddle, Matt Riddle, I all like, yeah, man, I'll do whatever you say, bro. All oh, right, cool. So, the Alpha the dominated the entire match, and you could just tell it was just a setup from the start. Um, Chad Gable and Otis did their homework on this. Riddle got getting beat up the entire match up until the hot tag when he finally tags in Randy and Randy's all like alright my turn gets the pop everybody's on their feet everybody's freaking waiting for the RKO RKO 1 RKO 2 nope Otis oh, happened a big freight train named Otis body slammed Randy and went about a body slam like I get it. Otis big guy but I've seen Randy Orton just take a lot of more punishment than that a lot more slams than that Get slammed to the table and come back. Big Otis just slams him. Now they say Mark Henry is bigger than Otis. So Otis body slammed Randy Orton for the cover one, two, three. They win. they a the new tag team champion. Well, the new Raw Tag Team Champion. Over on SmackDown, we got the Usos with the tag team belts. Show doesn't even go to commercial. Now they're doing it where. The commercial shows up once the wrestlers are in the ring and waiting for their opponents to come out so it's like i gotta know from people that are going to the show is it like an awkward what commercials are like two three minutes of just waiting in the ring or what do they say what do they do you gotta let me know so before this goes to commercial um you see damien priest with the united states championship um Doing a segment and telling everybody like this is my dream, Um, and that he will be the first one to say that he's entering the Royal Rumble, and he will beat out 29 other superstars and go straight to WrestleMania to face the WWE Champion or WWE Universal Champion, whichever comes first. As far as the women's is concerned, y'all heard um, episode one. I mentioned who was going to be in a women's version of the Royal Rumble. So far, nine, 19 women have been announced since. Um, they are as follows Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Brie and Nikki Bella, Shotzi from NXT. She's the one with the green hair and comes out with the tank. Natalia Hart, mm-hmm. Nighthart, Michelle McCool. Awesome, she's coming back. Um, i wife. Uh, the 24-7 champion, Dana Brooke, which I was surprised because I didn't know there was a 24-7 champion. Um, well, I didn't know about the championship, but I didn't know there was a woman is holding a man's belt now, which now, I guess, is both genders, which I'm cool with. Yeah. So, Dana Brooke, more power to you, girl. Carmella. Queen Zelina. Uh, Tamina, Kelly Kelly, who's coming back also, Aaliyah, um, she's the girl from NXT also, Summer Rae, who's making a comeback also, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Lita, and currently TNA Impact Wrestling's, uh, what do they call them over there, a women's champion, a Knockouts champion, I'm sorry. Currently TNA Impact Wrestling's knockouts champion Mickey James, who is ready, who just made a statement on Twitter saying that she's ready to go. She just beat out Diana Perazzo in TNA's pay per view special on Saturday, I believe it was. So yeah, um the Forbidden Door is opening for the women's right there and then. Mickey James announced it's it's over. Um Somebody did mention she's the TNA Impact Women's Knockouts Champion. So I'm guessing they're going to be mentioning a lot of that soon. Um, I did say Lita and, of course, the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte. Who wants to jump, go in there and defend her championship? I don't think it's defending, But it's more like showing, going in there, proving that she can win the Rumble and... Choosing her opponent for Wrestlemania, which, eh, they did it already with Roman Reigns, but that's cool, I guess. Okay, so now, what does that mean about the Men's World Rumble? Are we getting the Forbidden Door open for the men also, or is this exclusively for the women? Are we getting anybody from Impact? Are we getting anybody from all these other companies? A Ring of Honor, who just decided, hey, we're going to open our doors back in April. Um, What about AEW? Could anybody from AEW show up? Okay, let me rephrase that. Can anybody from AEW besides CM Punk show up at the Royal Rumble? Um, I do understand that I've seen a lot of um, promo videos from Impact. Especially one from Moose, the Impact heavyweight. Heavyweight? Impact World Champion from that. Brand saying that he would love to face um, Roman Reigns. You know, come in there with his championship belt and look at the Tribal Chief straight up face and face him at Royal Rumble or face him at WrestleMania. But who else can we get to go through the Forbidden Door? Maybe somebody from All Japan or New Japan Pro Wrestling, or you know, maybe not next match was just a sleeper I was really bored with it I have nothing to say Um, Damian Priest just coming out with his United States title with the Straight Profits um, teaming up to face the Dirty Dogs Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode and Apollo Crews Um, yeah I really don't care about this match I was just like I said I haven't watched wrestling in quite a while I haven't seen any of this in quite a while so I was ready to hit that remote for fast forward. Fast forwarded the entire thing. And I saw Dolcegler hit the zigzag on Dawkins. Win. that's it, we're done. I don't really care about the Street Profits or Damien Priest. But it's just, you know, so, it was just so boring to me. I understand you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, cool. I don't really enjoy it. So the second hour opens up with Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, I guess that's what we're calling Seth now. Freaking. I did mention that earlier, but I thought it was just, you know, fake news or some shit. But no, apparently we are calling him Seth Freaking Rollins. Uh, comes out to announce that at the Royal Rumble, he will be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. That's probably the the reason why he was on right and I Smackdown. Just walked into Roman Reigns' locker room and looked at him and laughed and so obnoxious. How dare you interrupt the tribal chief? You should just acknowledge him first and then laugh. But no, he just straight up walked inside, laughed in his face, and just... Eh, it is just... He's so annoying. Yeah, he's over. But he's so annoying. Um, comes out. Sassy. Grabs a mic, he says that he's gonna be in the rumble, in the not in the rumble, but at the Royal rumble he's gonna be facing Roman Reigns. And then he uh, comes out with something like a few things in life that are certain: death, taxes. And I for sure, for sure, thought he was gonna say bananas, but I guess I was wrong. But he does say death, taxes, and whatever the hell he wants to do. So, there's that. There's my little inside joke to the challenge. He gets interrupted by Big E, former WWE Champion. Big E comes out, walks the ring, grabs the mic, confirms he has entered the Royal Rumble. So now there's two people already confirmed. We do really need confirmation at this point. Those confirmations are old now. Just show up. Don't even tell us surprise us. Surprise me. Don't even tell me who enters the Forbidden Door. And don't even tell us it's announced. Just tell, just show up. Do it. Make it a surprise. Make it a surprise like they did back when AJ Styles did it. That was a surprise. So he challenges Seth to a match at that moment, right now, right here, tonight, right here, there and there. Um... They say let's go. They go at it. Uh, ref comes out to the ring. Uh, lots of freaking huge moves between both of them. A big splash on Seth on the hardest part of the ring. Which man, it it was a great move, but I just felt it on Seth's part. Just like oh, that's gonna hurt him real bad in the morning the uh, match lasts at least, uh more than just 15 minutes uh it goes into two commercial breaks uh ending on the match saw uh, Biggie trying to do a big ending his little power slam uh flapjack pancake move but Seth counters Seth tries to go for a pedigree but Biggie counters um confusing each other at the process. Biggie tries to do another move, but Seth counters, kicks him the gut, backs away a little bit, curve stomp. That just felt so uh, repetitive. I swear I've seen that somewhere. So, curve stomp, Biggie goes down, Seth Rollins for the pin, one, two, three, and it's over. It's over with, uh, they both close to the back, all that stuff, commercial break. Come back and it's Rhea Ripley And Nikki Ash In a ring For a segment Another segment Second hour really is Uh, A ratings grabber Right? Yeah That's great These two have been really um, Messing up lately They've been losing matches They lost their tag belts So what do they need to do? let's go to the ring and air our dirty laundry for everybody to see. And, you know, maybe somebody will give us some um, advice. So they both go to the ring. Um, just uh, banter each other about how they can't keep it together. Basically reminds me so much of another tag team that bantered a lot and they can't keep it together. And uh, we're gonna have to see who the marginity of this duo was. But they also remind me of the face version of Dakota Kai Raquel Gonzalez. Well, that was my um, the what I wrote on my notes that they was the face version, like the good girl versions of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Cause breaking them up was seriously a huge mistake on NXT part. Now here we are, um, months later, breaking another tag team up that should be a tag team. But it just feels... It's starting to feel so repetitive. Um, it also started making me feel uncomfortable between them. Like, why do you guys care so much? Um, probably because Rhea Ripley felt uncomfortable being there. Maybe Ash. Who Ash um, is translated to almost a superhero. Apparently... SHIT wasn't available. Oh, no, no SHIT. It's an acronym for Superhero in Training. Goldust told me so a few years back. A few years back. Ten years ago. Maybe 15. When 20? Jeez, how old are we now? Somebody tell me when. what year exactly was that Hurricane Helm's Rosie partnership and Goldust calling him to Superhero in Training. That was... Man, was that attitude era or was that uh, post-attitude era, pre ruthless Aggression era? So, you know, Nikki Ash is just telling her how she felt. Rhea Ripley's like, oh, come here. I want to give you a hug and give you kisses on top of your head, on top of your hair and all this stuff. That felt really uncomfortable, though. Like, whoa. Meanwhile, I'm here I am saying things like she, you know either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain like what's going on man um, all right go your own ways Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash and Rhea's just sitting there standing there while Nikki is just waving at the crowd and stuff and immediately I'm thinking oh come on Rhea do something come on Rhea do something smack her smack her kick her do something and I'm waiting for her to do it, she's doing. She's about to do it, she's about to do it, and then what happens? Nikki's the one that does it. Clocks Rhea in the head, and the face, knocks her out, knocks her down, and starts punching her. And there you have it, she became the villain. What a twist! Oh man, what a twist indeed. Um no real rhyme or reason to that. Let's just I uh, would you know, break these two themes apart. It's done it over with, get it over with. They don't even mesh well together anyway. Um, Real Ripley's too good for that. Another segment, this time it's backstage, is the twenty four seven hour of yeah. The twenty four seven title's still around, I guess. That's the thing still. Um, Reggie's still employed, I guess there's that. Um, shout out to all the people that have been released for you know, budget cuts, but Reggie, let's just keep Reggie around. Sure. Dana Brooke, who's the twenty four seven champion, and Reggie are eating the Philly cheesesteaks. Reggie immediately gets these spidey senses. He's all like, Alright, Brooke, let's get the hell out of here. Dana Brooke, I'm sorry. Dana, let's get the hell out of here. Um, it's not safe we should we should all go we should, we should let's just walk around my senses are tingling let's just walk around and oh hey there's a referee um the alicia fox lookalike referee Ugh, okay um let's go the other way oh hey there's a archer dressed as a janitor trying to you know shenanigans the entire situation so you know when she, um, our Mark Truth is around, you know it's gonna be a completely different thing. Uh comedy skits. Which apparently I forgot what his name was, but he was inside the garbage and as soon as he opens the garbage they go at it. You no. Know, Dana Brooke and Reggie just start throwing their cheesesteaks at um truth and it lands on Jamina who, who was I don't know where she came from, cause she was just sitting over there in the corner, and she has um, mustard and mayo and sausage all over her face. Hey, let me. No, I shouldn't rephrase that. Leave it alone, let it go. So she like gets out, out there, like, look what you guys did, and all this shit, all this stuff. So, there goes Kamina getting mad and starts beating up the trash can and starts trying to go after our truth Uh, Reggie and Dana Brooke leave. Nowhere to be seen. Yeah, nice backstage segment there. Nobody did anything for that title. Um, Let's move on. Uh, Goes back from commercial break. Another segment. This time, Reggie is still walking around with Dana trying to um, get away from people and he runs into a brick wall named Almost. Um, that big, tall, 7'3 tall, 400 pound guy that was hanging out with um, AJ Styles, who are now not together anymore. Oh, yeah, they've been state tag teams. Okay. So Almost looks down at Reggie and he's like, you walk into me. Roar. You know, monster of the year. Um, of this year, I guess. Because every other monster in WWE has been like, go oh, since then. Braun Strowman. So, almost gets in Reggie's face. Tries to fight him. Tries to beat him down. Tries to bully him. Dana Brooke is all like, stop it. Trying to be a caring about it, but to no avail. Uh, so... Almost just leaves him alone. Gets out of there. Gets heads over to the ring. He gets in the ring and he's our his opponent's already there. um, An enhancement talent, or as us um, older folks like to call them, jobber. Um, But apparently he has a name. Yeah, found out earlier today. So his name is Nick Sander. He goes by Leo Sparrow, and he trained at the Creative Pro Wrestling in Long Island. He's very independent, um, worked, wrestles in the independent scene. Yeah, not much I can say about him, though. Um, very lanky, very Colin Delaney, very other little tiny guys. Um, trying to make it big in a big pond. Small fish, big pond type of thing. So already, I'm like, this Almost just gonna kill him, isn't he? He's gonna destroy him. He's just, why are we having this match? What happened to the days of big, um, almost big, medium-sized jobbers? What happened to Iron Mike Sharp? I think he passed away. The Brooklyn Brawler. Like, those type of people. Why couldn't they get that type of person to show up at almost Omas? Yeah, that's his name, Omas. So, Omas, just, you know, he's a monster. Like, we get the whole monster thing already by now. Um, Vince McMahon likes monsters, likes to build him up, face the, put him up against Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. This guy's basically gonna face it up. Like, at some point or another, within the year. Within this year, he's gonna begin to... the, you know, heavyweight title picture, he's gonna be a universal title picture, and he's gonna go up against them, and then by next year, he's gonna be released. That's the truth. Sorry, guy. But since we're here, and the early part of his, uh, monster career, he decides to go after a jobber. A little, get, beat up the smaller guys before he gets to the big guys. Um, beat up the small, uh, Tony Mario guys, before you get to the Mike Tyson guys, yeah, love that uh, Mike Tyson punch out reference, didn't you? So, he lifts him up, um, throws him on the floor, throws him in the ring, throws him everywhere, and at this point you just feel bad for the guy now. <laughs> Stop! He's already dead! Yeah, exactly. Um, almost defeats him, uh, kills the jobber, sends them to probably the hospital or something. I don't know, I fast forward forwarded, like, whatever, dude, we get it. Show goes to commercial break, comes back, guess what? We're gonna throw in another segment. Yes, it's an interview segment, because you haven't had enough of that the entire hour of the second hour. Yep, that's true not even that we're gonna go this we're gonna go into the hour three of Monday Night Raw of the three-hour show and it's gonna be Edge and his wife Beth Phoenix or it's gonna be Edge let's do one better it's gonna be Edge interviewing his wife Beth Phoenix yeah that's the best idea you've ever had and not only that Let's throw in a wrench. Let's throw in the Miz walking out with his wife, um, Maurice, And that'll teach him, both of them. Yeah, because no interview is complete without somebody interfering in it, right? So basically, if you forgot or you don't know anything about Beth, there's a the clip to remind you of who she is the Glamazon, Beth Phoenix. Um, Ed shows a clip of everything Beth Phoenix has done, minus Santino, or Santina Marilla, but Santino, minus Santino, who's just nowhere to be found in that clip at all. I didn't see him. I didn't see the comedy stuff. All you did see was all the accomplishments Beth has done, her joining the Royal Rumble, her taking out the great Kali with a kiss and her winning all the, her championship belts, her coming back into the Women's World Rumble a few years back, I think it was last year, maybe a year ago, um, and her just getting, you know, drawing people out. That, that's really, I love that. They also didn't show Beth Phoenix already in, on NXT, you know, being a color commentator, and you know being there for like at least a year and calling the matches no they didn't show that let's just show like yeah she's been away um for years this entire time like no she was just on nxt like a few weeks back and then she leaves and we all saw she got released but no she's really coming back here to be with her husband so uh who's watching the kids just ask me. So Miz and Marie's come out, um, interrupt the party, and of course Miz can't go on, go a day without mentioning his highlights, all that stuff, so he did a package of his own for his wife, and let's roll the freaking package of Marie's from 10 years ago, all the stuff she's ever done, all the championships she's ever won, the diva search, um, Miz flirting with her, all that stuff. He's basically talking too much again. There's just no point in doing this when he just talks and talks and talks and you hear the same thing over and over again every week from him. I'm the best. I'm awesome. Me and my wife are the it couple. We do everything together. You and your wife suck. Yeah, you guys shouldn't do this. Blah, blah, blah. And and it all ends when Marie decides to leave the back. Leaving Miss to talk by himself. Um, Best Phoenix got to her. It's like, why are you acting a little shy? You're like you were all just talk, 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 and then, like, you were ready to show up and, like, do some slaps against my husband. And then, like, I come along, and now suddenly you're this shy little girl that's only gonna like say anything. Like, just tell the truth. You're scared of us. Scared of me. So that probably got into Maurice's head and Maurice just went to the back and leaving Miz by himself and Miz is all like, whoa, where'd you go? What's going on? So that segment ends finally. And give it up for hour number two with no wrestling. Just some entertainment. Hour number three starts the action with Austin Theory versus AJ Styles. I love Austin Theory. I hated him on NXT. They dumped down his heel persona so much when he was in the way with um, Johnny Gargano. But now it just feels like, oh, he's now he's egotistical. Now he's a freaking awesome-ass heel where he just grabs after his match, after he beats up his opponent, he grabs his phone and takes a selfie with them. It's very unique. I haven't seen that in a while. In a while, I haven't seen that at all in uh, in any of these other matches, in any of these wrestling, so AJ Styles versus Austin Theory. Um, can we get an actual match between these two instead the uh, interference? Because it would have been, it would have gone to so much. Um, both are great wrestlers. AJ Styles, of course, can make anybody into a freaking machine. Anything he does will always be a plus. Um, even for someone like Grayson Waller who he's feuding with on NXT, um, again, AJ wins via the queue, Grayson Waller interferes, jumps AJ, and Austin Theory is just standing there like, what the heck, dude, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm Austin Theory, let me take a selfie, okay, but it's not with him, it's with AJ Styles. He wants to take a selfie with the fallen AJ Styles and say like, "Yeah, I did that." Now take the credit for his own. But I guess Grayson Waller is all like, "What just happened?" Got a little bit confused. Looks over at Austin Theory walking away and stuff. Which AJ Styles gets back up, counters Mm -hmm. everything, and Waller throws at him. Um, Styles working Mondays and Tuesdays. I love it can't wait for to watch Tuesday Uh, haven't seen it but I'll definitely watch it just for that alone maybe I won't maybe I will we'll see maybe I'll just keep it on my DVR for another week Uh, we just don't know anymore these days show comes back from commercial break Um, next match is the main event but before that uh, big time Beck the man Beck Becky Lynch comes out Grabs the mic, announces that Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop, they're gonna have a chance to fight tonight. The winner gets a shot at her Raw Women's Title Championship at the Royal Rumble. So I'm already thinking, like, oh, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, let's go. Yes. Cool. Uh, Probably Bianca's gonna. Win and get that shot again. Specky finally, you know, Liv Morgan already had it. Dewdrop is why am I calling her Dewdrop? Seriously, okay. Her name is really Piper Nevin. She went by Piper on in the UK scene, and then she got um, sent over to NXT UK and she went by Piper Nevin. So, all this stuff about Dewdrop. Really, does it really need to happen? Does she really need to be called Dewdrop? Because I hate that name. I really do. Uh, so, Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair versus Piper Nevin. They All three of them come out. Love the back and forth from Liv and Bianca. They have a good chemistry going. Um, In ring chemistry. They bounce off each other. Both want a shot at the Becky again. Uh, Piper Nevin doing the same high risk moves that she always does um big splash on both of them um she's a powerhouse freaking awesome powerhouse if you don't know who Piper Nevin is look her up um you can look up her matches on YouTube Peacock uh NXT UK Evolve she's even Evolve I W L. Or ICW, one of those. It's on Peacock. You can probably like, it's there. You can probably watch it on YouTube more mostly. Um, seeing Bianca, Air, bench press, uh, Piper Nevin, and I'm just like, wow, this girl is freaking strong. Um, she gets in the rings of Saturn. Liv Morgan puts her in the Rings of Saturn. And I love how we're mentioning old wrestlers with the Rings of Saturn by Perry Saturn. Uh, the 3D, which is now the 1D by uh, the Dudley Boys. The Oozles are now doing it. But the Rings of Saturn, uh, Liv Morgan does it so well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Bianca Belair gets out of it. Um, drop. Dewdrop. Piper Nevin covers live after a power bomb. But Bianca stops the count, hitting a four fifty splash from the top rope. Very exce- very executed. It was amazing. It was awesome. Definitely watch this match. It was worth it. Um, Becky interferes, throws Bianca to the commentators table. Uh, Piper decides, hey, let me go take, live to the corner, and hits a bonsai drop. And I'm like, jeez, just name off all the old wrestlers, Yokozuna's bonsai drop, but it was, it was done in a mediocre way, I guess. It wasn't done right. Um, Piper covers, one, two, three. I was not expecting to drop Piper Nevin, Viper win this match at all. Like this was not in my Royal Rumble um bingo card at all. I was just waiting for either Bianca or Liv Morgan to get up in there but Piper Nevin wins it and she pulls off the victory and she goes to the Royal Rumble which immediately reminds me of the meme from way back um possibly five years ago right before she did Piper Nevin did uh, uh, Mae Young Classics and it was um, Piper Nevin as Viper tweeting on our way to steal your girl it was her and her tag team partner who was a male at the time and they were walking out in ICW and you know there's a picture of her just walking out and saying on our way to steal your girl and both obviously both are gay uh, both uh, members of the LGBTQ plus alphabet mafia which I love how they're calling it at the alphabet mafia but both of them coming out to that and then uh, some asshole on Twitter uh, responding to her like are you planning on eating her? And this is the part where it goes viral. With Viper, at the time, uh, responding back, retweeting and saying, like, better than you can, mate. Uh, peace emoji, tongue emoji, yeah. Oh, man, that was... I saw that at the time, and it was awesome. It was awesome then, it was awesome. still awesome now. And every time something happens... Where she gets to move up in the world. I retweet that. Um, I put that picture up. Um, when she went to the May Young Classics. Um, on her way to steal your girl. And I'm just like, on her way to the May Young Classics. On her way to NXT UK. On her way to steal your spotlight. On her way to uh, steal Eva Marie's spotlight. And now I get to do it again and it's like on her way to steal the Royal Rumble to win the championship belt. I you know. Maybe you know, you can only dream. But we all know who's gonna win that, right, Beck. So after the match, Becky tries to shake uh, Piper and Nevin's hand but slaps her instead. Slaps her in the face. I like, go, Whoa, how the audacity, how dare you she takes, tries to take her off her feet, but is all like, nah, <laughs> kicks her out of the ring and everything. Piper's standing there. We just got a turn, a double, not even a double turn. It's, we just got a face turn from Piper and Evan. Um, hopefully she goes back to Piper and Evan soon. If not, do drop. I guess that'll be the whole thing for that one. And that was the end of Monday Night Raw. Good show, good episode. I gave it a 3 out of 5. I won't be watching a lot like I used to or after today, but, you know, I'll give it a fast forward here or there. Um, Pretty solid Well, no. Not really solid show. The matches were good. Uh, Didn't complain much except for one match. The tag team. The six-man tag team. The segments in the second hour were eh. Didn't really need it it wasn't really a warranted at all so yeah three out of five what'd you guys think alright that's it for me tonight um let me know what you guys think of it get on the all Things wrestling uh facebook group we're there lots of in, lots of stuff to comment on lots of news oh lots of news coming up um Definitely let me know if you wanna participate in the podcast, call in, or send me a voice message, send me a message. Um, Give us some details, tell us what you think. And that's it for tonight, until next time. What a twist!